When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Discover must-see shows and hit movies. And get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Hey, warmer from the low. Welcome to Lobby Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be joined in a few minutes by Justin Perry. He does great work over at Shock Quality Bets. We're doing this interview with him in a few minutes not knowing the exact final of Phillies versus Diamondbacks but you got a pretty good idea as right now it is six to zero the Philadelphia Phillies in the lead in the seventh inning as floodgates have completely opened there so we're going to get his thoughts on this series we're also going to be taking a little bit of a look as to what we're getting in the ALCS is there perhaps a pathway forward for the Astros to be able to come back in this series what can we expect out of Mad Max Scherzer on Wednesday? So we're going to be diving into that and so much more. And then in the final segment, going to get you guys picks and analysis for game number three of the ALCS as we touch them all. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, Lurzy on. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter questions today, but let's take a look at what we've got in game two of the NLCS. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Because the Greg Peterson experience is from midnight Eastern time, 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time until midnight Pacific, 3 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Do have to do this in a little bit of advance, but... Currently, it is 6-0 in the seventh inning as I do this, so the total is very much in doubt, but we do know that the Arizona Diamondbacks, barring something insane, they're going to be going down as Merrill Kelly. He allowed three balls to fly over the fence while giving up three total hits. All three of his hits were home runs that he surrendered as Trey Turner took him deep in the first inning for a third of the postseason, and Kyle Schwarber twice in this one. He gets 
Home runs number two and number three of the playoffs. He had been relatively cold up until the series. He now has three home runs in two games. And then from there, Joe Mantiply was unable to hold it down. Got one out, but gave up two runs in the process. And as I do this, Aaron Nola just left the game. Six scoreless innings, allowed just three hits, no walks. Very solid. And Jeff Hoffman taking over the reins from there. So we're going to see how this goes. But this would be another example of a favorite being able to get the job done. But... Favorites still hitting at less than 50% overall on the money line here in the postseason. So, nice, clean, and easy recap there. And now we get a nice chat here with our good friend Justin Perry. He does tremendous work over at Shock Quality Bets. But, as I always say when he joins the show, do not let the name fool you because he does a tremendous job on the front of baseball. Does a great job taking a look at football as well. Justin has been joining me all season long here on the Baseball Benny Show, lending great insights, and he's a man that you're able to follow on Twitter slash X at Justin Perry and the number eight. That last name is spelled P-E-R-R-I all together. And Justin, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, it is always such a pleasure to be here. So excited to talk a little postseason baseball. It's been quite an exciting October already, honestly. Some really great results. I don't think anybody, myself included, really thought we'd be sitting here without the Braves or the Dodgers. So a lot of fun to be talking about how these teams that have made some big upsets are going to continue to play. So I'm all for it. Let's get into it. Absolutely. And how about if we take a look at that team that I feel like right now should be the favorite to win the World Series in the Phillies. Now, we are doing this as we do not know the result of Game 2 of Diamondbacks versus Phillies just because that was a later game, which it would push it up a little bit more for us out there on the East Coast. But that said, have you been viewing this Phillies team and them going into Game 3 in a spot where you got to figure it's going to be Brandon Fock going up against Ranger Suarez in Arizona? And that's a spot as well where I'd be favoring the Philadelphia Phillies, even though, as we know, they've gotten a lot of juice from that home crowd. Yeah, we know it looks like Fott has been announced as the Game 3 starter. And, I mean, man, they're going to need him. Going into that Game 2, like you just mentioned, we don't know the result. It's about to start. But I think there's a pretty strong consensus that this should be another game that Philly is able to take. I mean, there's been some bulletin board material about, you know, the game down in Miami being louder than what it's going to be like in Philly. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to give out bulletin board material to what you have over there in Philly, the fan base, the group of guys. They just eat it up. So I don't know. I'm kind of assuming that we will see an 0-2 hole. And, you know, the Diamondbacks are really going to need to dig something out here. If they're going to be able to win this series, they're going to need a stellar performance from Fott. It doesn't really matter if it's 1-1 or 0-2, in my opinion. I think that... You know, this is a key part of their rotation. I mean, they're not, they don't actually have hopes to continue on if this is not one of the pitchers that can just lock it down. He is a prospect. He's their number one guy in the farm system coming into the year. This is the type of performance that takes a club like the Diamondbacks or the potential performance that takes a club like the Diamondbacks, who maybe shouldn't be here. We're like plus 800, 900 to win the National League towards the end of the season it's what can make it actually happen and and Fott's numbers have been great in the postseason I mean he made the Dodgers look silly so you'd hope that they can turn to him for a strong five innings and maybe eke out a low scoring game so I'm looking to that uh, as a potential correlation for Arizona to win at home in game three with the under because I just think if there's a lot of runs going on I'm guessing it's a lot to do with the Phillies and them probably going to pull away. Yep, I'm right there with you, and I do think that with the Philadelphia Phillies as well, they just have, now have such good balance with regards to this lineup as well, because towards the beginning part of the year, you had 
Bryce Harper coming back from injury. You had Trey Turner being all out of sorts. And I feel like just really one through nine, Sans Yohan Rojas, who got off to a little bit of a rough start to begin the postseason. This is a team that is just so fearsome. And I just look at this bunch and with their pitching coupled with that great lineup, I do really think it does make them the team to beat right now to be able to take the World Series, especially with the Astros, who we'll get to in a minute, being down 2-0. <laughs> Definitely a conversation that we probably didn't expect to be having. Not only down 2-0, but going to Arlington down 2-0. Uh, that's crazy. Really impressive stuff. Of course, game two, you could argue that you know Houston maybe looked like the better club, but Texas had the one big inning, and Houston couldn't, like, you know, surmount that differential is what it really came down to so one of those games where maybe texas got the win but houston showed that they were a team that can still compete so houston's gonna need to get one of those back they're not gonna have much success if they can't you know either shut down texas completely which seems very difficult right now or again maybe winning a game that they were the better team in which is, you could argue texas has done already in this series and that's what it takes to win in the playoffs it takes a combination of overperformance and good luck. There's really never a champion that, you know, got unlucky all their way into a final. It doesn't happen. It's usually a string of good breaks, a couple, you know, grounders rolling under a glove, uh, a bad break by one step and a double gets down. Like th- these are the types of things in sports that can make or break games that create an upset in a series and a totally different story than we thought we were going to be telling. So I'm looking for that if there is going to be any magic there for the Astros. And we've seen it from them before. They've done this. They've faced this type of elimination. I don't really like to think about it as a Yankee fan, but we know they've come back from these holes in these championship series over the course of their dynastic run. So I'm not counting the Astros out. I'm definitely not going and betting on them to win the series. But uh, you know, if you do like them to win game three and, and make it close and not go down into that, you know, devastating 0-3 hole, then you probably could look at their winning the series number as a good way to, like, get some equity, that type of thing. But you got Javier, you got Max Scherzer. I think it's a good spot for them to get back because we just don't know what we're getting out of Scherzer. And I feel like if they weren't up 2-0, they would probably maybe approach this differently. But the Rangers have a lot of leeway to let Scherzer go out there almost playing with house money. If he can go out there and shut him down and do because of good work, then that's amazing. A big win for Texas. But if he can't, like, yeah, then I'd be behind. But it's worth taking that risk for them. Obviously, a lot of upside. I'm a little concerned. I didn't really like what I saw. We know he was experiencing some arm fatigue. But hopefully the rest, the break since he's last thrown, can help him go out there. I'd expect a short leash. I think if you're trying to play like a smart play, you could look to Scherzer outs going under. I don't see him throwing six innings tomorrow. I don't know what the line's going to be at, but my guess is he comes out before the fifth is over. Oh, I am right there with you. As you're me on the show, we do have Justin Perry. He does tremendous work over at Shock Valley Bets, and you're able to get the Astros right now between about a plus 110 to a plus 120. That is what I'm going to be looking at. And additionally, where the Houston Astros, we saw Framber Valdez have an absolutely terrible start in game number two, but I actually trust in Christian Javier, what he's done in the last seven starts, his strikeout numbers seem to be back up, and I just feel like he's a better pitcher in this spot than Max Scherzer, because I always love fading guys coming off the injured list to start with, and for Scherzer, with him not being able to throw a rehab assignment because of minor league se- season, it is all done, so there was no op- way he would have that opportunity to be able to do so. 
You just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of him. Meanwhile, yeah, there is a little bit of question mark with regards to Javier, but at the very least, you've got some recent form of success with him. Meanwhile, with Max Scherzer, it's just a complete unknown. You know, we look, take a look at how Javier looked in the Twins series. I don't think you're going to be mad about, you know, six base runners. Sure, five of them were walks. But nine strikeouts kind of paints this picture of a guy who's living outside of the zone, isn't giving you a chance to get those extra base hits, which can be the thing that changes the temperature or outcome of a game, whatever you want to say. And nine strikeouts, again, illustrating he's not giving guys things to hit, a lot of whiffs. He's had good above average K stuff this season. The whiff rate is, you know, 27.1, which is around 60th percentile. Pretty good but a very, very solid fastball. So if you're someone who likes to, you know, maybe evaluate games as they start to unfold, see how Javier's fastball is coming in. Uh, His fastball run value is one of the best in the game. His off-speed breaking stuff is a little bit subpar. So if his slider or curveball doesn't look like it's coming in too great, but, you know, he goes like 60% fastball, throws it pretty fast. If he can locate it, If it looks good in that first inning, I'd feel pretty confident about going for an under for the Rangers and maybe, again, taking that plus money, maybe more towards that first five type of thing for the Astros. Scherzer, I'm just concerned. I watched the end of his season pretty closely. He's someone I unfortunately traded for in Dynasty to try to make a run and didn't really pan out. Uh, That's neither here nor there, but, you know, did give me a good look at his stuff to really understand how he's looked. And it's forearm fatigue for him. And that's just such a concern. So uh, just given that he went three under four innings in two of his last four starts, I think there's a really good reason to think this game could end up taxing the Rangers bullpen into a way that like it could give the Astros a really nice way to get both games in Arlington because the Rangers could have nobody if Scherzer only goes a couple innings uh, for game four. So this is a really interesting move and i think the rangers have to make it but you know if it doesn't pan out it opens the door for the astros to get back into the series big time and i'm in total agreement with you there because like i said we don't know how game number two went in terms of phillies versus diamondbacks but among the two series among the two underdogs i certainly do think that the astros are the more live underdog and they were the team that going into Tuesday, if you were looking at series prices, you were able to get the bigger plus price on because I do think that this Scherzer start, because you've got to figure that it's going to be like Andrew Heaney, Dane Dunning, piggybacking off of one another. And if worse comes to worse, you might have one of them throwing a game number three as well if Scherzer can't lend a lot of length as well. That really does hurt the Rangers. And I do think that the longer the series goes, the better it is for the Houston Astros. Meanwhile, with the Diamondbacks, short series or long series, I think they're just up against it. Very, very clearly, I think the Astros need to prolong things as, as much as they can. They're they're probably not winning in six at this point. I would be shocked to see them win four in a row. It'd be awesome, but they're going to need it to go to seven. They're going to need it to be at home for that last game. That's their path here. They have to pick up two games away. It's not going to be easy. I think they're up against it just as much. The Diamondbacks do have this ability to sort of get hot and shut down teams that you wouldn't really expect. I mean, I know the Phillies are playing great, but they're going to get taken out of Philadelphia when what feels like the first time in a minute. And, you know, it's a little bit different when you're playing the Braves and Atlanta is a tenured divisional foe that they've seen a lot. Uh, Going out to Arizona, I mean, that 
I hope Arizona comes out and supports their team in a big way because this team hasn't been there in a long time. They're going to need to win these games and bring the crowd into it the same way that the Phillies have been so successful in doing in their you know, great baseball town. It's going to be difficult compared to what's available in Arizona and the way that team is sort of integrated in the town is just so different. But, you know, Philly's just a sports town, man. It's it's awesome to see. That's all I'll say as a New Yorker. But there's a lot that could happen. So I, I definitely want to see what it's like. Diamondbacks probably need to steal a game somehow in Philly to make this competitive. I don't think they win two games in a row in Arizona. They really need to put the pressure on to really keep this from getting out of hand. I don't I don't see either team coming back from the 0-2 deficit, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to be an uphill battle either way if either team is down 0-2. I would favor the Astros a little bit more because let's call it what it is. They've got much more of a track record of success here in the postseason than the Diamondbacks who have not been in this spot in quite a while. But I do think that they're both against it. And you know what? Whenever this podcast is up against it, we always look to you, Justin, because you always bail us out with great analysis. You've done an amazing job all season long. You, much like myself, getting set for what's going to be a tremendous college basketball season as well. So love the good people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, we are, what, like three weeks away from the college basketball season. It feels like it has uh, snuck up on me, but I am not complaining about it. I have all of my stuff over on Twitter at Justin Perrier. You can give me a follow. Definitely check out shotqualitybets.com if you're interested in some of the analytical work, the expected data that we have brewing we have a really great like new model that's coming out soon to help supercharge some of our plays over there and i really just love using expected analytics to key in on you know what is maybe happening under the surface of these games it can be so easy in any type of sports betting to get swept up into recency bias uh to you know really value what you just saw We have media narratives, people talking about the games that happened yesterday. No one's talking about performance from a month ago. No one's talking about performance from three weeks ago. But everything, that's actually really similar timeframes, but everything matters, right? Like, we're looking under the hood to see the process in basketball. We use those same type of stats in baseball. And I think it's more fruitful than just looking at box score results alone. So that's my thing. That's what I love to do. And we'll be doing it for all of college basketball and finishing up the baseball season strong as well. Absolutely. And Justin has been doing it all season long here in baseball. He's going to be doing an amazing job in college basketball. I can assure you of that. And every single time he joins this podcast, one tremendous insight. So big thanks to Justin for joining me on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast that I give you picks and analysis for Game 3 of the ALCS as we touch them all. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs>
And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, They want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Lobby, Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family and Podcast. It is always great to get Justin Berry aboard. He does amazing work over at Shot Quality Bets, taking a look at so many different things. Do not let that name fool you because on top of doing a great job with the NBA and college basketball, he's been an ace with regards to taking a look at baseball all season long when it comes to diving in. On football, he does a tremendous job there, and every single time he joins this podcast, lends tremendous insight. So, big thanks to Justin for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this Baseball Wednesday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that, as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter slash X feed at GNNRSCORTY1. We are going to be going in the Las Vegas rotation order, and the irony of what I just said to lead into this is that You've obviously got one game today, so it keeps things all nice, neat, clean, and easy. Let's dive in with my DK Network write-up pick. This is 901-902 on the betting board. Got the Houston Astros on the road facing off against the Walker, Texas Rangers. That's Matt Max Scherzer goes for the Rangers, and Christian Avier is on the bump for Houston. Houston is an underdog between plus 110 to plus 122. Anywhere between minus 130 and minus 132 is your number on Texas. Nine is the total over and under anywhere between minus 105 to a minus 115. And my write-up pick is going to be on the Houston Astros money line. Pretty much anything above a plus 105 I was willing to take with them because we just don't know what we're going to be able to get out of Max Scherzer. He has not pitched on a major league mound in over 30 days. And this is not even like... Well, you get during the regular season where someone goes down with an injury, they go down to the minor league level, and they're able to make a rehab appearance or something like that. And even then, these pitchers are all out of sorts. Well, with our good friend Max Scherzer, that is not the case. He is going to be thrown out there to the Wolves cold. And it's not even like Max Scherzer was having the world's most amazing year either. For Max Scherzer, posing up about a 370-70 RA, one's given up his fair share of hard contact this year, giving up at Globe Life Field more than a home run per nine innings. And overall at Globe Life Field, he did have his issues with right around about a 450 or so ERA in the couple of starts that he's made at home thus far this season. So I've got big-time question marks going up against the Houston Astros team that they have done their best work when they have been on the road. They're only averaging about four and a half runs per game when they're at home. 
Meanwhile, a little bit closer to 5.7 runs per game on the road. So that's something encouraging. Now, with Christian Javier, he was not in the world's greatest form this year. Overall for the campaign, 456 ERA, a career low 8.8 strikeouts per nine innings. But you look at the seven starts that he's had since September 1st. Three runs of fear surrendered in all but one of them. 12.4 strikeouts per nine innings, 353 ERA. Opponents hitting less than a 200 off of him. He looks like he's back into that good form. Now, he is giving up a few too many walks overall for the season. Had 3.4 walks per nine innings and did give up five free passes in that start against the Minnesota Twins. But you'd rather give up walks than our contact against a Texas Rangers team that they're averaging about six runs per contest between the regular season and the postseason when they're at home. That's most in the big leagues, and they do see a big tick up with regards to their offense when they are at home. On the road, averaging more like 4.9 runs per contest, and this is the most striking part with the Rangers. Number two in the big leagues with regards to home runs on a per-at-bat basis when they're at home, 22nd when they were on the road during the regular season. So, clearly, this is a team that they're much better at home. You've got Laody Tavares, Corey Seager, along with Evan Carter, Josh Young, all hitting at least a 333 here in the postseason. Seager, north of a 500 on base. He has been tremendous. Marcus Simeon, overall for the season, has moved the line. He's been one of the more rough bats for the Texas Rangers, but all for all in the postseason, about a 350 on base. But for this Houston Astros team, they have been ripping out a cover off the ball, even though they're down 0-2. It's not because of Jordan Alvarez, who's got six home runs in six games thus far in the postseason. And in that game two loss, he was able to go deep a pair of times. He has been absolutely incredible for this team. You need a little bit more out of Kyle Tucker. Hitting his 0-91 without a home run here in the postseason. But Jose Abreu has been able to give you three home runs. You've been able to have Michael Brantley move the line when he's been in the lineup as well. And pretty much everyone stands. Martin Maldonado is very much a threat at the plate. And for the Houston Astros, they do have the better bullpen in this spot as well. Number six in the big leagues with regards to bullpen ERA during the regular season. Rafael Montero has actually been much better post-Alster break. He was terrible to begin the season, but he's been able to pick it up. You saw the team give you six and a third inning scoreless out of the bullpen after that terrible start from Fran Valdez in game number two. You do have the likes of a Hector Neris, Brian Debreu. These guys have been able to do a solid job. They've dealt with injury with Kendall Graveman, which put them behind the eight ball a little bit, but still all in all, very good bullpen. And for the Texas Rangers, they had a 477 ERA during the regular season with their bullpen. Postseason, that's been sub-225, but I still do have my question marks. Josh Boris has been relatively solid, and Aroldo Chapman overall for the season has a sub-35 ERA, but we all know about that home run they gave up to Jordan Alvarez and the issues that he's had in the postseason. Other than Jose Leclerc, you really don't have a lot of trustworthy pieces, and you have to trot out there a guy in Max Scherzer that we don't know if he's going to be able to give you any length whatsoever. My DK network right pick is on the Astros on the money line. Anything above a plus 106, I'm going to take there. I do think that both of these offenses for the season, Rangers number one in the American League with regards to runs per game since June 1st. The Astros, they lead the American League with regards to runs per game. Going to put up runs by total 9.3, so looking over to go along with that Astros money line, and that will wrap things up. For the Wednesday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the VEASAN family of podcasts, if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Discover must-see shows and hit movies. And get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.